This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. on Joy 94.9. Thanks to Joy sponsor, Solar Heart. It's not just solar, it's Solar Heart. For details, check out solarheart.com.au. Welcome to Our House, Joy 94.9's program about where and how we live in our diverse community. We will explore all aspects of real estate, but please seek professional advice before making financial decisions. My name is David Gale. And my name is Christopher Talbot. Whether you're buying or selling, renting or sharing, upsizing, downsizing, or just thinking about where you'd like to live, this is the GLBTI Real Estate Show for you. Certainly is. It is indeed. And I'm Paul McClure, and there's one criteria that we have for the music that we play, and that is it has to have something to do with houses or homes. And tonight there is no exception because we're playing all crowded house. Well, that's got the word house in, Absolutely. in, in the band's name. Yes. So if you'd have a story that you'd like to share with us on air about, uh, or you'd like to us to read out on air about uh, the topic tonight that we're going to be talking about, which is moving house, or about our gayborhood, which Chris will talk about shortly, then please contact us on, on air at joy.org.au or by SMS 0427JOY949. That's 0427 on tonight's show, we'll be talking about moving house. So if you've got any tips, tricks or horror stories, feel free to share them with us. We've got a few for you as well. Of course, we'll be looking at current rates in the marketplace and some of the sales over the past weekend in our rates check segment. Still my favourite. Yeah. It is exciting. And on, t- and tonight, <laughs> on tonight's Gablehoods, we'll be looking at the suburb of Point Cook in the West. Hey, mm-hmm. is anybody from Point Cook that's listening? Cause, yeah, uh, let send us know. Send us an SMS and tell us why it's a great Gablehood to live at. Uh, what, what's that number again, Paul? It is 0427 569 949 or on air at joy.org.au. Okay. Well, we're all on a real estate journey with you as we're not the experts in real estate. Hi. Come on into our house on Joy 94.9. Well, it's my favourite time of the show, and I know it's the two of yours' favourite time as well. Um, I'm excited. It is. It's rates check time again. Now, strangely enough, the rates haven't moved this week. Are you disappointed, guys? Thoroughly. Paul, are you I disappointed? I can't even talk. You can't even no. talk. <laughs> okay, well, you know, lately the rates have been very, very stable. There are low rates all out there. Go online, check them out. But, you know, maybe use a mortgage broker because they'll be able to advise you who has the lowest rates and who you're eligible to 
borrow through. Um, yeah. I remember a while back too when we did have Tim come in, a, yes. uh, a mortgage broker, and he talked about how different criteria, different banks, and of course the mortgage brokers know that. But mm. uh, of course, you know, you can apply online with some of the cheaper ones. Yeah. Uh, the big banks, you know, they'll take a little bit of time, but you can also apply through them. This week, however, yes. I came across the HSBC website, and not to promote HSBC, uh, although they have a 3.55% variable home loan rate, which is very low. Not very HSBC. competitive. That's yeah. good. It's so low. Three mm. and a half, just over three and a half, Crazy. 3.55%. Um, but what they did have on there was an amazing calculator that I haven't come across before. It's very, very simple in the fact that um, you can just type in a different amount and all that sort of stuff, and it says something like, I have a $600,000 home loan. Well, I don't, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. many people do. How much difference can 1% make over 25 years? How much difference do you think it would make in interest repayments? Oh, see, maths. Brain is shut down. Over um, 25 years? Yes. It would be many tens of thousands. 10,000? No. no, more. More one hundred and six thousand six hundred and fifty dollars over that twenty five years. See, this is good for people to know because you know every week we talk about the differences in in the rates offered by the banks and other lending institutions. Yep. So it's good because a lot of time they're very close together, and it might only be point five of a percent. Yep, sure. So now you can do this and check. Yeah, you can sort of put in like point five of a percent, point four, point three percent. We did a little exercise wow. on, and even on that same loan, that six hundred thousand dollar loan. Mm. Um, how much difference can one year make, um, the, the 1% in mm. one year, mm. $4,270. That's incredible. In just one year. Yeah. Wow. And that's an amazing holiday. So that's the yes. savings that you can make. If you're paying something already and you go, you know what, I might see if I can get a refinance, this is how much 1% will make. Yeah. Half a percent. You know, you can you can type in whatever you like. But at the same time, I just thought it was a really handy calculator. Yeah, it certainly And is. I wanted to point that out. Now, of course, the results this week have been Ooh, very interesting. Do tell. Well, because there's been over 1,000 auctions in the last week up to Sunday. Okay. 1,001 mm. auctions held. Now, last year it was 1,346, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. The auctions, you know, less supply, not as many auctions, but the clearance rate last year for 1,346 auctions was 65%. The mm. clearance rate is still up there at 80% this year. Wow. wow. So lack of supply, a lot of people buying, results are plenty. So if you're selling at the moment in this spring market, it's a strong spring market, not that many properties to compete against, 80% clearance rate. Top sales this week. Boom, boom. Top one was in St Kilda. Oh, $4.4 million for a house. Uh, Malvern, Turak, Glen Iris and Hawthorne East. The Turak one was only 4 mil. Malvern was 4.24. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Turak, that's a low one Sheep for Turak. half the price. Glen Iris, 3.86. Hawthorne East, 3.55. Top apartment sales. Mm-hmm. Brighton this week. Brighton. Down your way. Where's yes. Bent Street? Do you know Bent Street? Yes, I do. You do? Yep. Well, it's an apartment for $3.6 million Whoa. in Brighton. Port Melbourne, Lyons mm. Street. Now, I'm not sure where that is, but it's um, an apartment that went for $2.125. Wow. Um, Finden Street in Malvern East. I've got a friend in Finden Street. There's an apartment, one point eight seven. 
BlackRock, 1.745. So even Ooh. way down at BlackRock, mm. which is about 30 k's from the city, so but obviously... It's a way up, but nice surroundings. Yeah. Very and ritzy views. suburb. Yeah. I'd say views. Views all the way back to the city. Yep. And Parkville, up in Gatehouse Street, 1.717. Now, I know you're waiting for something a little bit... I'm not going to use the C word, <laughs> cheaper. I'm going to say more affordable or good mm. value, mm. as we'd like mm. to put it. Bargain houses... Where's the cheapest one for $250,000? Norlane. Norlane again, same as last oh, week. I oh, know, they keep There's coming There's a up. lot down Geelong Way. What about Hornbuckle Crescent? What suburb do you think Hornbuckle Crescent <laughs> is? <laughs> Don't know, but you've piqued my interest. I know. For $262,000, you can live in Hornbuckle Crescent in Melton. Oh. Sunshine West. Um, it, sa- it sounds like a bit of a subdivision, 109A something or other drive, David Drive, uh, $280,000. So there's three below 300000 yep. Sunshine, West Melbourne and Norlane. North Geelong, uh, 315000 Dallas, 317500 Do you think you'd rather live in Dallas than North Geelong? Uh, yes. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea about Dallas, so... All right. Not bargain boring. apartments. Let's start at the top of the five bargain apartments. There's one in Broadmeadows for $330,000. One in Dandenong in McRae Street, up and coming McRae Street. I thought that was a main road. But anyway, McRae Street, $320,500. Wow. Step down again. Thornbury. Everybody wants to live in Thornbury. I think that's pretty well a yep. neighbourhood. We must check that out. Yep, for next week. Thornbury, $315,000. Carnegie, we've talked about before. Everybody wants to live in Carnegie at the moment. $298,000. So that's under $300,000. That must be tiny. Look, it could be older. Sometimes the older style, Chris, if you've been, and I know you've been listening to the show, but sometimes the older style go for a better price, Mm. bigger surface, bigger, you know, floor space areas. Mm. So $298,000 in Carnegie. And the lowest priced one. $270,000 $270,000 will buy you a flat in Buckley Street, Essendon. Very nice. I wouldn't mind living in Essendon. Well, I barrack for the bombers. Very close to the city. It is. And yeah. so is Carnegie, Thornbury, Tendonong mm. uh, and Broadmead is a bit further out. But um, they're the great uh, bargains that are to be had. And that's our rates check segment for the week. Hi. Come magazine on into our house on Joy 94.9. Yes, welcome back to our house with David and Paul and, and Christopher. Christopher. Yes, Russ is still away. Still South away. South America visiting the in-law, the mother-in-law. So that must be an exciting time. But look, moving right along, we've just had an SMS from somebody who has said Murrumbina, mm-hmm. two-bedroom house, $900,000. Well, that sounds like a fair price. I mean, you know, it's a pretty good area, Murrumbina. Usually big lots uh, or else they're subdivides and it's close to the city. Mm. It asks, will SkyRail Sky influence those property prices along that whole belt? Mm. Chadson's very close as well. I've got a theory about this. Tell us. You know, you've got a house backing onto the railway line. Mm. It's a house that backs onto a railway line. Yes. Do you want so to move you... into a house that racks... If that's what you can afford, well, that's great. But mm. it still backs onto a railway line. You put in SkyRail, it's going to be a little bit higher up. Mm. There's going to be spaces created underneath. Exactly, for shopping, for parking. And I they... know that there was a lot of media coverage about people complaining yeah. about the Andrews government going, oh, we're going to elevate this section. But, like, you've still got a house that mm. backs onto the railway line. Mm. It'll be a potential eyesore, I, I I'll, would say. 
I mean, like, I can see why people would uh, be opposed to a it. potential eyesore, like like a railway line on the back having, of your house. Well, you can hear the hear the train, but if you're sitting in your backyard having a cup of tea, and you can you know all you've got is this giant concrete structure in front of your face. Perhaps yeah, so. well, people are talking about shadows over my yeah. house. You know, blah. I don't know. Uh, most, I, will, I, most will be unfounded. I think. Mm, I go between for and against. I'm not sure what yeah, it's going to do to I don't the know. price. Maybe but. because it's not our backyard. True. Anyway, well, you live along a railway line. I do, yeah. Our back fence is on, on a railway line. And you just get used to the noise. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to imagine whether having the sky rail would make a difference or Man, having right. a sky mm. rail in your Well, backyard. look, we're not here to just talk about sky rail tonight. Tonight's no. topic is removaling and uh, moving and, I don't know, removalists and Removalism. houses. And, you know, when you move. <laughs> New word. When you move house. Yeah. <laughs> Removalizing. Removalation. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. That might be our podcast. Uh, we'll I be entitled so. Removalation. Removalation. Like but look, you know, moving, I think we've all done it. Yes. 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 And we're all going to do it again. Absolutely. And again and uh. whatever until we can't do it anymore. But <laughs> look, it is something that everybody does. Yes. And look, you know, I don't know. How do you approach it, Paul, when you move house? <sighs> well, I th- I'd like to think that the, te- the technique that I've employed has over the years gotten more streamlined i mean there was a time when everything just got chucked in the back of a car yeah well that's um, all you had and then moved but yeah i'm big on boxing up and labeling Mm -hmm. uh i've only ever used professional removalists once on one occasion and they ended up breaking a light fitting (gasps) right (laughs) so i sort of that was a bad experience for me so I didn't go back to professionals and just called on friends and I know that we were talking about this before David about calling on friends and it we both agreed it's a big ask. It's one of the biggest asks. You yeah. know, you could call up a friend and say, do you want to help me wash my car? And they'd say, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll come around, sure. sunny day, strip down to your speedos and get washed. <laughs> but, you know, like um, you could also ask a friend to, you know, babysit. You could ask mm. a friend to do all sorts feed of things. Dog. Maybe, yeah. yeah, feed your dog while you're away on holidays. Yeah. Um, but this is a big ask. And but if, yeah. if you ask somebody for help, then you owe them one. And oh then, yeah, you know they know you owe them one, yes. so therefore you know you're going to have to help them in the future. So it's just a nice little circle of of moving friends. Yeah, yeah I think you know one of the keys is possibly to ask help. Um, I've asked for help before, and a very generous friend helped me move my sister who was sick at the time, and that was you know I I couldn't repay him or thank mm. him enough. Um, but then I think it was a little bit before that I was moving myself, and. Um, Nobody was available on that day and nobody yeah. could help. And I thought, oh, well, you know, preparation is the key, which is it what you're is. talking about. Absolutely. Do you have any tips for packing boxes? I have a few tips. Well, you're a box packer. I like so to, am I. I, well, I like to <laughs> pack a box. Um, well, firstly, labels are yeah. very important and theming of boxes. So don't just... Throw it all in. Uh-huh. Your boxes have to have rooms associated with them. So everything from the lounge room in box in in a box or in a number of boxes marked lounge room, bedroom, likewise. Um, also a tip kitchen. that I, a tip that I, yeah kitchen yeah. and on kitchen I tipped up I picked up a tip about packing your plates. Tell me, you're supposed to pack them. Well, you're supposed to, but you. It's preferable if you pack them like you would pack records. So standing upright, right? Ah. They're less likely to break. Okay. See, I always wrap mine up in newspaper and yeah, stack them. But yeah. 
I'm going to try that next time I have to move. Yeah, give that a go. And, and using socks and jocks and stuff as padding because that saves you having to buy too much bubble wrap and all so that then, stuff. So then do you call it a kitchen <laughs> box or do you call it a bedroom box then? Now you're just confused. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And if you need socks, do you go to the kitchen? Or, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you will. Yeah. One of the things I've, I've noticed um, is that, like, if you're packing books, mm. small boxes, because yeah, they yeah, get very heavy, heavy very quickly. Yeah. So it, there's no use putting all your books into one big box because nobody's going to be able to lift it. No. Yeah. Um, and the same with CDs or DVDs and things like that. They can actually be quite heavy when you put them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, crockery, obviously, smaller yeah. boxes. Glassware, even smaller boxes. Although they might be quite light, it just means that if one box gets broken, um, you're not going to lose the whole lot sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think having a, a move-in day essentials box, yeah. which you yes. just pack, you know, you, you, you've got the kettle in there, you've got a few essentials that you know yes. you're going to need on that particular day when you yes. move in, so you don't have to open a million boxes if you don't want to well, unpack the thing straight is, away. Well, that's right, because mm. the thing is, and I don't think uh, everybody, I think, thinks that they're going to move and they'll immediately unpack everything. Mm. You are exhausted yeah. by the time you've you've moved all the boxes. So you want a box that you can go to or a bag that is it has everything that you need. Yeah. Immediately. Actually, I put on the back outside of mine, open this box first, and it's yeah. got a screwdriver in it. It's got some light globes. It's got all the remote controls. Oh, it's got the coffee. Essentials. It's got the kettle. Yes. Yes. It's got, um, you know, the... Uh, you know, alarm clock, all those sorts of things that you really need because yeah. most of us probably try and do it on a weekend or mm. we try and get as much done in the one day. Um, and that way, you've got to remember that you've got to get up the next day and go to work possibly. Yeah. Um, so you want to have that first set of clothes you're going to wear because at the end of moving for that whole day, especially if you're doing it yourself, you're going to yes. be pretty exhausted. Exhausted. Uh, and also you want to be able to make the bed straight away, so you've oh, got to have yes. all that linen ready, yeah. um, wheels for the bed, or you know, you're just going to fall asleep on a, in a heap on uh, whatever. Mm. Uh, God, moving is hell. It's just it's take, oh. it's taken me back <laughs> to the last time I moved. <laughs> well, yes, it, it can be sort of hell. But, you know, some of the preparation, uh, I don't know, if anybody has a tip, um, like, you know, certainly, you know, doing the uh, the thing with those plates, stacking them like records, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I'd love to hear some more tips because, well, you know, we're not the experts. We'd like to share it with you. Um, well, we, we, we have just got a message in yeah. from a listener saying i moved over the weekend removalists were fantastic very careful and worth the money gave them beers at the end of the job i broke my tv screen whilst moving such an idiot get (laughs) wine boxes oh here's a good tip get wine boxes perfect packing for your own glassware it worked Thank you. Ah, that sounds good great. Tip, That's a good idea. Um, yeah, look, I, I've, I've found that uh, removalists, I usually get um, a particular removalist who's actually a sponsor of, of Joy, mm. um, but they only charge from the moment they arrive at your house until they leave the other place. So they don't charge coming from the depot and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, I would suggest always getting quotes, um, and usually you know, you can get a ballpark figure, but this particular removalist always turns up on time, always leaves on time. Uh, when you ring their phone number, you end up with the owner on the phone every time even yep. if they're on a mobile out on a job or something yep. like that so but you know at the same time ring a couple of companies get a couple of quotes so you know what sort of ballpark you're looking for yeah. and some of them have quite strange conditions yeah. attached yeah. so you want to yeah you want to check out make sure there's nothing weird going on 
in relation to your moving? Well, if you're using a removalist, um, you know, you want to limit the time that you spend with them. So yeah, you don't absolutely. want it to be 17 hours instead yeah. of just six or something yeah. like that. So some of that preparation, if you've got everything in boxes, mm. you can bring them downstairs or you can have them at the front door. Mm. Ready to um, go. Or, you know, when you get to the other end, you can say, I'll just leave them just in here. And once again, that labelling comes back in, in mind because you, you can say, oh, they go in that room or, yeah. you know, they've all been labelled. So that's going to save you dollars as well as time when they're doing that at the other end. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And if money is no object, you can always uh, hire someone to come in and wrap up all your knickknacks and pack them for you, like yes. a friend of mine did. They all, uh, the mum directed everything. Right. They yeah. all went out for the day. The See, mums are good at, at that directing. stuff, aren't they? And these women came in and packed the entire house up and then the men came in and moved it all out and moved it into the new house and unpacked everything as well. <gasps> so... Um, if That's you've got a little, little extra cash, then, yeah. uh, well, it's, it's probably like $5,000 yeah, or something, yeah. but, you know. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, That's again, zero stress moving. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, sometimes we don't have the time to do all of that stuff yeah, as well. true. Um, but, you know, even if, if somebody offers to help and you think, well, you know, somebody like a mum, she's not going to be lifting fridges and washers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So somebody that, you know, you don't think's quite up to that job, you can have them doing some directing. Delegation mm. is a big key too. Yes, um, if you If you ask a mum and say, look, mum, can you just help me move? But all I want you to do is just say this to the removalist, this goes over yeah. there and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Also, I think when they're when they're doing heavy things like couches and stuff like that, try and figure out a, sort of where you want it because mm. if you decide you want it over the other side of the room, you're going to have to either move it yourself or you and your partner are going to have to move it yeah. yourselves and that can be quite heavy duty as well. Look, another tip came in from the same listener saying, I use a recycling service the day after I move and spring clean. They picked up all my items including old carpets. So that's Yeah, that's good. That, that's, a, mm. that's a good tip as well. If you know you're going to move... Yep. Get rid of everything you don't need. Give it to the Selvos. Give it to a charity store. Give it to friends. Give it to your friends who are helping you move. <laughs> yeah. If they want it, yeah. give yeah. them first dibs. Yeah. There is no use moving stuff that you're going to throw no. out. So throw it out before if you can. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you're either paying a removalist or you're just wasting your energy moving those things mm. um, to somebody else. And even if you're not moving... Go through a cupboard and throw some crap away. Oh, People so have cathartic. so much crap in their houses. It's great. So it's a good, yeah, cathartic yeah. experience. You're at home with David, Russ and Paul on Our House. Welcome back to Our House. Today we're talking all things moving house. We've got an SMS in. It says, food in the freezer, what do you suggest when moving? And how does one eat? Uh, they say we ordered takeaway for the day before yeah. and after the move. <laughs> I think chuck the frozen food out. It's probably been there for too long. Probably. Yeah. But try and plan to use it up, maybe, before it's time to eat. You want to invite all your freezer. friends over to butter them up so that they'll help you move. Ah, cook them a big dinner. Cook them all Car- load load them. the freezer. Done. Car- load them. <laughs> um, but also, you know, I think before we were off air, but uh, Paul, you mentioned it's always good to have a little bit of food ready for the new yes, place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cooking, getting takeaways or something like that. You're going to get hungry. And, and I think we keep on working through it and mm. we forget to actually feed our own bodies. Yes. Was there another tip there at all? There was another message. Yeah. There was one more, a tip for getting rid of old clothes and shoes. It says, oh, yes. if you haven't worn it in the last two years, let it go. Be ruthless. Just well, that's get something. Get rid of it. Yeah, well, we should do that all the time. Or, you but, know, whenever we go on a shopping spree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Unless you've put on a bit of weight and you're planning on losing it, in which case, you know, you might want to hold on to them until you, you know, slim down. (laughs) Mm. Now, look, you know, I've actually come across a few tips, um, and I'm still waiting for more to come in from our listeners, but a few tips um, from the real estate agent. They say spread it out over a day, uh, over more than a day. Don't do it all in 24 hours. Um, You should allow a little bit of time. um, And also to connect things up. Now... It's no use yes. arriving at your new place and going, well, I haven't got the Wi-Fi yet. I haven't got the electricity yet. Gas. Don't have any gas. So I can't cook it up. I'm going to have to get takeaways in or, yeah. or whatever. Um, some of those things really have to be prepared. They some do. of them quite in advance. Well, d- Definitely with internet and things I like know, that. You were telling me recently about connecting, uh, I think it was electricity, and there's quite a premium if you want it done quickly. Yes. Uh, it was in my Airbnb apartment. Yes. And uh, the people, that, the tenants that were moving out, and uh, I, I rang up the, the company and I said, well, you know, I need electricity connected. Mm. They said, oh, we've already disconnected it today. If you want it connected today, mm. we can do that for 300 and blah, blah, blah dollars. Really? Yeah, or we can do it tomorrow for $57. Yeah. I said, I think I can wait till tomorrow. But, uh, you know, sort of get those things in place and organise. Also, you know, in certain apartments, this Mm. particular apartment has an embedded network, so there's only one provider you can use. They obviously buy it wholesale, so Mm. you get cheaper rates. But I had to actually find out which company it was. Now, that meant uh, talking to the building manager and all that sort of stuff. Talking to building managers is very important in large apartment blocks because they have rules for moving in and rules for moving out. Okay. You can't just arrive there with a remove list and go, I'm, I'm moving here. in now. No, yeah. because they want to lock off lifts. This particular apartment block, moving times only between 9 a.m. and 4... No, I think it was actually 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Right. So it was outside the hours when people are going to and from work okay. because... Two lifts per tower, yep. Yep. and you can't have them all mixed up. And there were certain times that you certainly couldn't book. Uh, couldn't book on, I think it was Saturday. I think you had to book just during the week. Wow. Right. Um, but there's all sorts of rules in those sorts of areas. You don't want to get off on the bad foot, and you don't no, want to ar- arrive in. with a removalist van, and they say, nope, you can't mm. move now. And then what do you do? Yeah. yeah, and you don't want to annoy your neighbours on the first day when no. you're moving in either. True, I and the building manager, you don't want to be annoy yeah. them. Mm. Um, as well as utilities, though, there's mail. Now, I don't know how many people these days use Australia Post, but... Yeah. Yeah, well, there's still, there's still, still yeah, bills that come by yep. mail and driver licences yeah. and stuff like that, so don't forget to redirect your mail. And there's always something you've forgotten. Yes. Um, actually, I had a, a birthday card that was sent with money in it, Oh, from grandma? From grandma. How much was in it? $50. Oh, my goodness. But uh, it was sent to my old address. Yeah. And uh, the mail redirect was over. You never saw it. Never saw that $50. Well, I've done six-month mail directs, and it doesn't cost very much more than a month or two months. Yeah, no, it's not not Sometimes, you know, I don't know, you might get a statement from your superannuation people, a very exciting letter. But when you do get it in the mail direct, it reminds you, you, oh, you know, I'll go online and change that. So, um, you know, it can pay that. Sometimes also when you change your electoral role, um, it changes certain other things, like it might change your licence or notify 
verify them uh, and then you get contacted. Yeah. So there's a couple of handy lists, um, certainly through some of the utility people and through some of the real estate uh, websites yes. that sort of prompt you to remind you about those. It can take a whole day to change some of all of the, all, mm, yeah. all of these addresses, but uh, maybe the redirect will remind you as you go on and then things that you don't get, except for Nana's birthday card. Nana's yes. birthday money. Yes. Mm. And Why didn't you tell her that you'd moved? No, I, she, she did know I'd moved, but she oh. still accidentally put the wrong address and oh. then um, she felt really bad and then she, she, gave another, she gave me another 50. <laughs> Did awesome. she cough up again? Which I felt oh, bad what? about. But anyway. But you spent it. Thanks, Dana. Thank um, you. Keys as well. You yeah. know, you might be ready to move on a Saturday morning mm. at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, and you're thinking, okay, time to get moving. You load up the car. You go to the real estate agent. They don't open till nine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, keep that in mind because if you've booked the removalist for seven o'clock in the morning and uh, you go to the real estate agents and they're not open, uh, you're not going to be able to pick up the keys. No. Well, I mean, this last time when I moved, uh, I got the keys on the Monday and I think we were moving on the Friday. Mm. So yeah, well, that it helped. It was such a good transition because I could um, pack boxes and take bits over in the take car. Take a few things, yeah. And, you know, I, I was sort of 50% moved by the time we were ready to get the van and do the major stuff, so... I think that that's makes a good a way to difference do it. too. Mm. Hey, what about guys? What huh? what's what about moving out? Say from a rental property, mm. you're moving out, and you might have hung some pictures, or you might have yeah put a few nails in the wall here and there. What do you, what do you do about that? Well. We've been having a little look around, and if you've put some holes in the wall, yes. um, the one tip that we saw there was using soap mm. to fill the hole. Rub See, I've never heard of that. It. No. Well, it's, it's going to fill the hole like with Like a white soap. soap. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you can use toothpaste. Yeah. Okay. Or you can, if you're not as stingy as the people that have obviously posted those tips, you can, uh, <laughs> you can go get some gap filler and uh, use that. Do it properly. Yeah, and uh, and I've also got one for scratches on the floor, which is a yeah. walnut. I love this. This is a it's great so idea. Good. What, what, what? So you just you, you just take a peeled walnut, yeah, an unshelled walnut, I should say, right. and you just rub it on the scratch, and literally like magic, before your eyes, the scratch disappears. So you just rub your nuts on the floor, yes. and it goes. It does. Wow. Wow. Uh, and it, it it works well on parquetry on on hardwood floors, and and even at a major hardware retailer, you can buy if you've got, you've got someone like I've got a, a friend who's a drag queen who's a. Uh, little stopper had popped off the end of the shoe oh. and so he was walking around with a nail oh no oh uh, no scratch, just going dip, 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 on dip, their yeah. hardwood floors you can actually buy from from the hardware store a special thing that fills in holes that that will match to the color of the floor i so, think i'd prefer oh, to do what you suggested though paul just rub your nuts on the floor <laughs> yeah get rid of those marks well, careful of splinters sure it is yeah, it is just unshell your nut and... But, yeah, go grab a walnut and try it now. It's really... Because well, this is all that about getting the bond amazing. back. Yes, yeah. it is. That's what it's more about. Yeah. Um, look, you know, maybe certainly for hanging things on walls, uh, often it's better to um, use some uh, major... Uh, pl- uh, there's a major company that does some fantastic removable hooks. I've used yes. them in oh, yes. a number of apartments. And, you know, the heavier the, the painting that you want to put up, uh, you just use more hooks and things like that. Not, mm. not something like 15 kilos yeah. major artwork like that but uh you take them off you take them to the next place and i yeah. don't feel a, a place feels like a home unless um unless you've sort of got some things on the wall added a little bit of a touch of yourself yeah. 
Makes a difference. It does indeed. We've got one more SMS in at the moment. The real estate agency has a home service that did that all for us. I would say that's all to do with um, connecting utilities. Uh, Some of them do that. Uh, So maybe that's worth looking into. Also, when it comes to cleaning a place, when you're leaving an old place, uh, often if you get the cleaning company that that real estate agent uses and you pay them to do the clean out, Mm. uh, there's no dispute. There's no sort of, oh, you didn't clean the... You didn't do it properly, uh, do it again. properly. Yeah, exactly. And steam cleaning is important too on carpets because it's in your lease. So, you know, check up on that before you move out. Get that bond back. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. You are indeed listening to Our House on Joy 94.9 and we're tonight talking about moving house. We certainly are. What about horror stories? Horror stories. I'm sure we have some. Well, uh, you know, I remember one... Uh, time I was asked to move house for somebody else, mm. a mate of mine and myself, we were asked because he had a trailer and he said, do you want to come along? I said, oh yeah, surely, you know, as long as there's a, a bottle of something to keep us cool afterwards. Yes. And we went along to these people. I, I didn't know them that well, but anyway, went along. We said, you know, are you ready for us to come and move? Yeah, 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 everything's ready, everything's ready. We arrived at the house, walked in, nothing had been packed, not a thing. Oh. That like we started in the bathroom. The bathroom was full of toiletries, old toiletries as well. Yeah, uh, there was face washes out, and you know, like nothing it's had outrageous. been done. Went into the, the kitchen, the pantry absolutely full. The bedroom, the bed was still made, all that sort of stuff. They had done nothing. What was meant to be, you know, a few hours job loading up the trailer with stuff. It was ours. They didn't even have boxes. We had a lot of garbage bags, which is a no-no when oh you're moving house because they break. Yes. And it was the lo- that was probably the worst move. And it sort of made me – it put me off trying to help people I would have move. walked away from that. I'm yes, sorry. That, that absolutely. Was, in hindsight, I should have walked away. But, gee, it was bad. Have you had any um, horror stories yourself, Chris? Not personal horror stories. I mean, I've nearly, you know – bust my back trying to carry stuff up staircases mm. but yeah, you've got to be careful the horror story. and we have a really tricky um kind of u-shaped staircase that goes around this uh central uh part and it's really really we had to literally pass uh furniture objects over this massive gap to, oh. to the top which yeah, quite sometimes heavy. you have to lift them higher and it yeah. can be a couch there's uh you know a lot of times people don't know that their couch won't fit in Yes. Um, were you talking mm. before we went on air about somebody that couldn't get anything into their yes. place? Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine bought a, a, a new. The parents bought a new apartment, uh, quite an expensive one, mm-hmm. and it had a small lift and a yep. very narrow staircase, and none of the furniture could fit upstairs. Oh, no. So How they had they to had to remove the windows, uh, hire a crane, which oh, wow. they had to get a council permits for and put that on the street and then crane all their furniture in and then have someone come in and replace the windows so um and you know it's got a bit expensive you're looking up to like a ten thousand dollar so i mean they, they were wealthy people um but still uh, yeah. the stress of having to go through all that as well yeah. it's never move like, again yeah no. and that architect needs a slap on the wrist whoever, <laughs> whoever designed that place is a, just, a place sh- designed for very tiny furniture yes little, i suppose it would always little. look spacious if you had tiny furniture yes. but you know hmm. like if you can't fit the basics i wonder if, you, if they had the washing machine and everything else just sort of yeah hauled in there um i was reading a story about um uh, somebody who moved had they had a, a moving day from hell mm. um they started off by um, trying to scrimp on the removal fees by <laughs> trying to save an extra $80 by cutting all the time down. Right. And as they were moving out of their place in South Yarra, they um, decided to disconnect the washing machine. They could see the two obvious 
water things that added uh, that connected mm. up to the mm. washing machine. They didn't know there was a third one, so they disconnected the first two, moved the washing machine, off went the water. The oh. water went everywhere, and it flooded oh. out the whole place. And they were right up the top of this block of apartments, waterfall oh, cascading God. down the stairs. Um, on the day that they um, moved to this new place, they'd ordered a brand-new three-seater couch, and it arrived that morning, wouldn't fit up the stairs, mm. and they paid $100 to get it delivered. And the guys said to them, the delivering guys said, didn't you measure from the floor to the roof to see whether, you know, you could actually fit it in? Um, their car didn't fit up, it fit into the lock-up garage. It must have been a tiny <laughs> garage because they said they only had a little hatchback Corolla, but it wouldn't fit in the garage mm. of the new place. God. Now, if you've signed a lease, you've signed a you're lease stuck. for a year, you're legally stuck to stay in that place. Yeah. Um, and also, um, let's see, they, they had the, the flood. It, it's pretty bad. Mm. Um, somebody else was talking about how they moved into Stache and they packed up their home in Sydney to remove down, uh, return down to Melbourne. And uh, somewhere along the line, on the day that it was going to be delivered, um, they'd already come down to Melbourne, they got a call from the removal company and they thought, mm. oh, you know, they're going to ring up and say, oh, look, it's running a couple of hours behind, you know, yeah. traffic down yeah. the Hume Freeway, all that sort of stuff. Unfortunately, the, ac- the, the driver had had an accident on the Hume Highway suffering oh. life-threatening injuries. Oh. Mm. Without knowing the seriousness of the injuries, the company couldn't move the truck until the driver had been given the all clear. Mm. Fortunately, the driver mm. was okay, um, but a couple of days later, they got uh, a call from the people that were doing the move down to Melbourne, mm. and they asked him to come to a warehouse in Melbourne to identify his belongings. <laughs> now, sort of straight away, alarm bells go off when uh, you identify. Yeah. So he got there, and all that survived was uh, his golf clubs, a nice rug, and his snowboard, oh. which he needed that weekend. Obviously, a, a high achiever getting around all over the yes. place, but at the same time, move house and then go off to oh. the snow. But, um, but he said that he paid for insurance through his removalist company, mm. which he wouldn't have considered unless they'd said, oh, do you want insurance? Mm. So obviously, you know, moving yeah, large important. distances mm. and certainly all your belongings in one van, yep. it can happen that you're going to have to identify the remains uh, <laughs> rather than... <laughs> Pull back the sheet, is this your couch kind of thing? Pull back the sheet, is this your sheet? They said that they actually ended up with a bigger TV. So that's a pretty big um, sort of horror story. If you've got a horror story, send one in. Um, If you have any other tips for moving, um, certainly do that as well. Okay, uh, I believe it's probably it's time. just time for another quick SMS there. We're getting some great tips here. Uh, there's a packing place in Brighton. Boxes, uh, boxes also have hangers for clothing. I've oh. actually seen some of those boxes. Yeah. Um, they're a big box that looks like a little bit of a wardrobe and they're made yeah, out of yeah. cardboard yeah. and some of them you can you might pay a bit extra but yeah. everything hangs in there so you don't have to fold up all the clothes mm. mm-hmm. you're going to save a bit of time yourself and a bit of effort and then when you get to the new place you just put it straight in um, and it's certainly not worth breaking your back so there you go yeah physio fees are expensive yes, they're saying they yeah <laughs> yes they are um, so maybe save a little bit of money by getting some of those removalists absolutely I think it's that time. What sort of time? Is it? Is it? It's Barry time. Barry time at all? At, at last. It's not Barry Morgan either with his, with his amazing organ. It's the other Barry. It's the other Barry. It's the Crocker. It is. Now, have we heard? 
from anybody from uh, our neighbourhood yet? No, not as far as I can tell. Christopher, tell us about our neighbourhood. Where are we talking? Where are we off to? This week we're off to Point Cook. A neighbourhood in, in Melbourne's west. Well, you know, uh, uh, we, we might be grasping at straws slightly, uh, but I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I definitely know one gay couple that lives there, and I actually oh, found out. It. No, it's a gay bird. And, yeah. and and Wayne and Tom from Gogglebox Australia. No. they live in Point Cook. So, like, two of Australia's most degrade celebrity gays. Really? In Point Cook Upper, yes. perhaps. Yes, perhaps. It's pretty flat out there, I think. So, mm. we're talking 26 kilometres on the freeway from Melbourne town. Uh, That's a and short drive, isn't it, on the freeway? I mean, it's, 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 not a sh- it's not shocking. Um, no, 15 minutes at 100 k's an hour. And it, it, Point Cook sells itself as having a resort lifestyle with, you know, brand spanking new homes. There was one article I saw mm. that, that described them, a lot of them as McMansions. Um <gasps> Oh, see, but I don't know if that's a selling point. I mean, they're certainly uh, ra- you know, more affordable in terms of Melbourne property. The um, median house price is $525,000. Um, yeah. Uh, rental for about three eighty a week. Yeah. Uh, and I guess but that's, that's for a whole house that's too. The, so you might be sharing that's for with two a few bedrooms. other people. Uh, no, no, that's for more than two bedrooms. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So that's not too bad. No. So I suppose if you're going to set up, uh, you know, you might be buying your first house. It could mm. be a brand new house, um, and you'd certainly get more bang for your buck. Sure. Um, rather than buying, you know, a place in in the inner city. So that could be why a lot of younger um, couples from the GLBTI community would end up buying their first place out in Point Cook. Yeah. They're all new mm. houses. And, and according to realestate.com.au. Um, there's not a lot of visits per property. So last week we looked uh-huh. at Albert Park and there was over 2,000 people oh, that, that visited was. every property. Mm. Uh, in Point Cook, we're looking at 159 visits on average. Less competition. So, yeah, mm. that's opposed to 579 over the whole of Victoria. So I think, you know, th- wow. that's quite good. And also if you're renting, you know, somebody might have bought a place out there as an investment property, but the rents aren't going to be as high as the inner mm. city. So once yeah. again, you know, you might have kids, you might have pets, you might have your fur- Furby kids. Yeah. Um, you're going to need a bit of room. And I suppose it's near the beach, isn't it? It is. It is close to the beach, and uh, it's also a place where people are buying those investment properties, those you know second, third investment properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and realestate.com.au also said that it's the number one um, investor hotspot in Melbourne at the moment. At the moment, ahead of Carlton, Glen Waverley, Frankston. So it it is a a real up-and-coming suburb um, to to invest your money in, I think. Well, yeah, Um, instead of buying a one-bedroom apartment that everybody seems to have a one-bedroom apartment in all of these new tower blocks, you can get Mm. certainly something much bigger and something that people want to live in. And Mm. for the gays in the Point Cook village, um, Wyndham City Council uh, certainly do have some uh, things that they uh, provide for the LGBTIQ community. they do support the International Day Against Homophobia. Oh. They have some uh, midsummer festival events, including the Park Lounge, which is a, a big uh, twilight music festival, um, which this year is in... Where is it? Wyndham. Yeah, in, in the city of Wyndham, but it's in Werribee, sorry, this year. Oh, okay, yeah. And then there's the Wyndham Rainbow Neighbours, Inc., which is a big gay wow. group out that way, which Get you know you can going on, network with other, with other gay people that live in the area. Um, so there's certainly a lot out there for support for LGBTIQ people.
In fact, we were talking about Wyndham last week when you were away, Paul. Mm. Um, last weekend would have been the big uh, Rose and the Victorian Rose and Garden uh, Festival, mm. which yeah. uh, we were talking to a guest that was involved with that. Yep. And uh, that was held at Werribee Mansion. So I suppose a lot of space. Um, and also you could get probably drive to the station and get a train into the city if you're commuting into the city. Yeah, it's, um, it's got a couple of stations pretty close by and, uh, you know, not, not too difficult to get mm. in. Yeah, and you can buy a new house out there. Certainly a good tip and a great gayburb and great great gayborhood suburb to live in. You're at home with David, Russ and Paul on Our House. Well, it's been a jam-packed, moving experience tonight. It's been a very moving program. Yes, I'm thoroughly moved. I knew you'd be moved moved. there, Christopher. Look, we've had one more SMS coming in. Uh, 300 people attended a rental inspection in South Yarra recently. That was about a month ago in Caroline Street. Can you imagine what it's like? That's soul-destroying, it really is, if you turned up to a rental inspection with 300 other people. Whereas if you went to one in Point Cook, the neighbourhood of uh, the West... Mm -hmm. Cheap no rent, here. and there'll be no one there. Yeah. So. And a bigger place to live in. Yep. Look, it's been a great show. Um, it it's has. been great having Christopher guesting in again this week. Thank you Thank for having you, me. Christopher. Um, of course, Russ will be back very soon from Patagonia, South America, and everywhere else. Other gayborhoods. Looking gorgeous, no doubt. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Very jealous. Like Falls and everything else. Yeah. Um, next week, we'll be back, of course, at nine o'clock. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.